What's up, y'all? You know who this is, and you also know it is Word Wednesday. So today, I come in the name... I'm just kidding. (laughs) I come to you. I'm a little bit exhausted from my workout, so pardon me if it takes me a while to warm up in this podcast, but... I come to you from the book of John, chapter 8. This is 1 John, chapter 8. I hope you guys are having an awesome Wednesday. Let's get into this word. But before we do, let's pray, boo. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for being our air, our bread, the gift of life that encamps around us. We could be or do no good thing apart from you, Lord. So thank you for being our sovereign help, the savior of our souls, our eternal deliverer. You are a great God. You are an almighty an omniscient God. As so, I reduce myself right now and I ask that all of my members be engulfed by the power of the Holy Spirit to serve your people, to give them this word from a place of clarity and discernment. Help them to be partakers of your truth your statutes, and your revelations. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. We are not worthy to be before you. However, you have chosen us. So we thank you for your endless mercies. And we ask that you give us a love that is able to forgive those who've trespassed against us. I bind the spirit of confusion and distraction right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the spirit of peace, of discipleship, of integrity, of love. Thank you for making your words plain to us for making the crooked places straight. Thank you for being our teacher. Help us to feast on this word right now. And let us not just be hearers of the word. Let us be doers. Give us a personal conviction that would refine us in the likeness of your son. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, believers, let's get into it. So this is going to be the King James Version. Once again, 1 John chapter 8. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. 
And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go, and sin no more. All right, so I'm actually going to end it there. And what I really want to dig into is the actual verse when Jesus lifted himself up and he said, let me find this real quick. I'm actually looking at this on my screen and not my actual book. So give me a second. (laughs) He that is without sin among you, let him cast a first stone. Okay, that is actually verse seven. So here's the deal. What I love about Jesus, I mean, honestly, he was clearly unbothered by by what the scribes and Pharisees were trying to do. They were trying to provoke him to basically, you know, chime in on this uproar because this woman was caught in the act of adultery, okay? And he refused. He's like, yo, whoever is without sin, you go ahead and cast the first stone. And the reason why he did that is it's genius. It's really a reminder of our humanity. As people, what we are here to do is love one another, not judge one another. And yes, there is a time for judgment, but how can we judge each other as fellow sinners, you know? So it's like you that is unblemished, you have the right to judge someone. And that unblemished being, the only one that will ever live is Jesus. (laughs) 
So if we are imperfect people, imperfect, right? If we are imperfect ourselves, if we are blemished, if we fall short of God's glory every single day, what right do we have to amplify the known sins and iniquities of other people? There is not one person that lives a day without sin because sin even starts in the mind. Like, yo, I don't want you in my thought life. I'm telling you that right now because (laughs) yeah, I would be like, Jesus, fix it, right? (laughs) Because (laughs) my thoughts are not your thoughts, yo. Neither are my ways your ways. I am a hot mess express and that's why I come to you and always keep it real boo because I recognize how screwed up I am so I don't have any right to look at anyone else and what they do or do not do their lifestyle etc and start casting stones at them and in this day and age the stones actually hurt a lot worse and create long-term damage because it's not an actual stone Words hurt people, guys. Gossip ends friendships. When we are cursing at each other, when we're putting each other down, those things can leave long-term residue in contrast to somebody throwing a rock at you. And in that era, yeah, she would have died. They would have stoned her to death. But her suffering would have ended that day. So just imagine the stones that we throw at each other pertaining to our words. And nowadays, it's not even in person. I mean, people are blasting each other all over the internet, these social platforms, social media, etc., People are always casting stones at each other, and they're quite confident and comfortable doing so because they're behind a computer screen. Half of them, actually, I'm going to say probably 90% of these people are cowards. They would never say what they say online to your face, but they're going to say it anyway. So here's what I want you to get at, too. One reason why I don't always correct people like when it comes to certain things. And even if you know better, sometimes it's important for that person to learn on their own. Let life teach them. Because if we start coming in, judging everything someone is doing, a lot of times that doesn't allow them to have the revelation of why their actions were wrong or incorrect, right? But Who are we as sinners to look at another sinner and say, yo, I'm going to scorn that thing. I'm going to mock you. I'm going to ridicule you because you're in the wrong. Well, guess what? You're in the wrong too. I'm in the wrong too. There is something that we are all at fault for, right? None of us are infallible. So here is what I really want you to look at whenever you get in 
that fleshly energy that wants to convict other people because that's a spirit that's in the world. You know, I get it, you get it, whatever. Like we we talk crap about each other. I get it, right? <laughs> but here's the thing that I want you to understand. Your power with your words. When I say something to someone, and believe it or not, I do not speak a lot unless I'm being paid for it. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. <laughs> Unless I'm coaching, unless I'm doing a podcast, I really keep to myself. And one reason why is because I always look at the outcome. What will the conclusion be if I tell this person X, Y, and Z? Is this going to change their behavior? Is this going to be a chance, an opportunity for them to aspire from a new level of thought does this person want this change or am I just speaking for vexation of spirit I'm just speaking because I'm agitated I'm just speaking because I noticed this flaw I'm just speaking because I'm rather compulsive in my conversation and I can't refrain my opinion right the, these are two major differences I will speak and edify and encourage and reproof or reprimand if I feel like it's going to do that person a justice. If this is going to benefit that person, right? But if I am just speaking for the sake of magnifying someone else's errors, someone else's lifestyle, someone else's opinion, someone else's proclivity, because I feel, notice I said feel, I feel superior, or I feel like I'm justified, that's irrelevant to their truth. It's completely irrelevant. So where would we be as a society if we literally got together in this circle of judgment and we just start tossing out each other's imperfections, you know, our obvious sins and depravities, where would we be? So notice what Jesus said. He said, woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no, no man. And then Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. That was the end. (laughs) That was the conclusion. Jesus didn't even judge this woman. He's like, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Point blank, period. Because she already knew that what she was doing was wrong. So there was no need for him to even reprimand her. He's just like, yo. Don't do it again. Don't do it anymore. That's all he had to say to her. There was nothing else. Because those that know better will often do better. And that situation, I mean, she was about to be stoned. (laughs) I'm sure that left a bitter taste in her mouth. I'm sure that was enough 
to grant her revelation on, yo, this is not worth it. Committing adultery is not worth it. I almost lost my life today. So Jesus is like, okay, don't do it again. Be on your way. Bye. So we have to put ourselves in the disposition of number one, being equals. I don't have any right to judge you and you don't have any right to judge me. Furthermore, if you don't have any authority to change that person's life, if you don't have the authority to change their outcome, then it's just futile words you're speaking. Because a lot of people commit the same sins over and over and over again because this is who they have chosen to be. Oh, you didn't know that, you know, fornicating was a sin? You didn't? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) let me, just so you know, of course everyone knows this. (laughs) Sex outside of marriage is a sin. But why would we go around and amplify that to other people. Is it going to change what they do? No, they already know. But they will come to a point, many of them will come to a point where it's like, yo, I had a personal revelation and that's why relationship with God is so important. I had a personal revelation that all of these people that I was being intimate with, that it was actually taking more from my soul than it was benefiting me as a person. It was putting me in depression. It was creating unhealthy soul ties. It was putting me in a state of anxiety. It was making me lose my integrity. I felt debased and defiled as a person. Then, when somebody has that revelation, they're not going to be so eager to fornicate. They will typically start leaning into um, abstinence, right? And that's just that's just something that I'm using as an example. But bottom line, people know, for the most part, people know what they're doing and why they're doing it. So there's no point in us coming against each other in judgment when we could be shifting our focus and amplifying the good deeds of that person. I even use this as an instructor. Like when I'm teaching kids, you know, if there is a certain kid that is doing a repetitive behavior that is getting on my last nerves, okay? Like, (laughs) for example, there's always going to be that kid that's like me, that's got ADHD and he's bobbing all over the place and he is, you know, he's running all over, uh, all over the mats or in martial arts or whatever the case may be. When I notice that, after I've told him once or twice, hey, sit down, hey, stand there, get in line. After I see that that's not working, what I just start doing is complimenting the good child, the one that's behaving in the way that I want them to. Because then it sets a standard for this other kid. It's like, yo, I want her to like me too. I want to be a good student too. I want to get the star on my hand too. You know, like I want the sucker, you know? (laughs) So instead of like 
you know, making them feel embarrassed for the behavior you don't want, you go to the kid, you go to the person that's actually displaying the behavior you do want and you celebrate them because now other people are going to be more eager to share that same positive energy. They're going to be more inclined to do what you want them to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's just where we are as a society today. You know, like we're always judging one another. And it's like, yo, we don't have any power to change each other. We don't have the authority to be someone's super savior. You know, like there's so many things that we have to change about ourselves. And that starts truly with a relationship with God before we even get a personal conviction on why we need to stop doing certain things. You know, like one of the things for me was definitely alcoholism and cocaine abuse. I had to stop and I didn't know how. And I knew that the behavior that um, that I was actually displaying was the complete adverse of who I am, you know, and I wanted to be better. So that's when I sought God in a relationship with him for myself. And then he came in and he does what he does best. He does an internal transformation by way of the Holy Spirit, by way of reading his word, by way of renewing our mind every single day, you know? So if you really want someone to change, or if you don't like what they're doing, don't be the person that judges them. Be the person that loves them. Be the person that prays for them. Be the person that amplifies good behaviors. Because at the end of the day, there is one God and it is not you, nor is it me. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's Bible study. Um, Once again, that was John chapter 8. With that said, share the podcast. We are growing in 17 countries and counting. I'm grateful to have you on here as a part of my extended family. If you would like to subscribe, do so and become part of the tribe. I appreciate your support and I love you so very much. With that said, God bless you in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.